Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince. I'm here with Andrea, my partner in truth and my partner in funnies. We go through the news and events every day, Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time with the wonderful Red Pill family. So we could just stay on top of what's going on in the world as we start our days off. Of course, this is followed by... The Daily Dose in the evening time with Joshua Reed at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, where he goes deeper into the unfolding global conspiracy and communism thriving in America, globalists taking over the world, and the unreal world that we live in. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning. How's it going? It's going pretty good, you know. Pretty good, pretty good. Can't complain. I had pretty... I had interesting weird dreams last night uh of catching crabs and i caught a bunch of different species and then one of the crab species i caught was like this one that i made up in my head and it was uh this like super round crab with like two eyes and then a smiley face on it (laughs) like this happy looking crab and i was like oh my gosh i don't even know if i could take this species of crab i'm gonna hold it so i could look it up and see if I could eat this or even take it. I've never seen this crab. That's and, funny. And then I took my bucket of crabs home. Uh-huh. And then I put them in this giant saltwater fish tank that I don't really have in real life. And they all swam to, like, the, well, obviously, they all sank to the bottom. And then um, they all went into the corners underneath all the coral and stuff. And then I was like, uh-oh, how am I going to get them out? Oh, no. <laughs> It was such a weird dream. That is kind of bizarre. I actually did have a fish tank once and um, had real crabs. Like, they have little fresh freshwater crabs that you can get at the fish store. No way. And Oh, yeah. And they eat the algae on the bottom of the tank. And so I was like, this is great. I don't have to clean my tank as often. And so, actually, I should back up. This was Tom's idea, not mine. I and, love fish um, tanks. We, we got the crabs. We had like half a dozen of them. And what I discovered about the little suckers is they would climb up the air hose to the top of the tank and then launch themselves onto the floor where my cats would then chase them around. But the first time that I noticed that they escaped, I didn't realize that they had escaped like they had. And I looked over at the floor and I saw this thing crawling across me. I thought it was a giant spider. Freaked yeah. out. <laughs> Went to smash it. Realized it was a crab. I had to pick it back up and put it in the fish tank. Pretty soon, I just let the cats just do whatever they were. I was like, whatever. I'm sick of these things. <clears throat> so, have fun, kitties. <laughs> I love fish tanks. Um, if they didn't require so much attention, I would definitely have one. They're a lot of work. They're a lot so work. cool. They are really cool. I, I like looking at them. Um, I like enjoying other people's fish tanks. But um, and just after making, trying multiple times, I'm not interested. It's hard to do it right, and you have to dedicate a lot of time and a lot of research. And yep. I've uh, followed people who are, like, professional fish tank people, and they'll, yeah. like, put all the real plants in there, have the perfect water and the perfect ecosystem for their fish. One guy <laughs> I saw on YouTube had a huge fish tank that was also, like, an what I don't know what to call it aquarium kind of thing no it was an aquarium which is a fish tank and then it was a terrarium oh also where it was like he had a pump yeah it was super long like 20 feet long and he had basically a piece of plexiglass and then like half of it was this river with live plants that had a pump that made a current and he had a bunch of fish swimming in there and different water wildlife and then he had the whole earth part where it was like a fucking rainforest and he only put plants from i think the amazon in there oh my gosh that would require a lot of work that i am not so cool and then he ended up putting a whole ant colony in there oh gross yeah it was so (laughs) cool oh my gosh my house anyway but it sounds really cool and i would love to see something (laughs) like that but i do not want the work that's involved that's like a full-time job right there just care of all that stuff it's ridiculous you're not kidding yeah i am not interested in doing fish anymore (laughs) i you know 
if I wasn't so attached to my animals, I'd probably find them new homes too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, animals are just tons of work, but they're so great. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's jump into the news and whatnot. I want to start with a little bit of finance, although it didn't make it into the notes. Uh, I just wanted to do a general overview of the stock market. I've been watching it all week. Um, and it's doing some interesting things. I just wanted to talk about it, see what you guys think as well. If we look, uh, the S&P 500's up today. Everything's up today. Oil's up almost 3%. Gold and silver are, well, gold is down 0.1% and silver's up. Silver's at $24.12. Gold is at $1,800.23. I did want, I was looking at Tesla this morning because they're down almost another 2% this morning. And over the past five days, it's just been down, 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 down. And I'm like, huh. But then when you look at the overall market today, although, you know, Tesla is down 2% and it's a a big, big, big company, uh, the whole market is up between a half and 1%. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, too, with Tesla, that's a pretty niche market, right? Um, Not everybody is... Now, granted, I know we're talking about the stocks and stuff, but you got to remember the sale sale of Teslas is going to come in waves. Yeah. So I would imagine that its its stock is going to do the same. You know. Of course. Time. Yeah, and especially yeah. over short term, you see a lot of ebbs and flows. I think this is bigger than just a normal ebb and flow. It could be. It could. It could have something to do with Elon Musk. You know. Um, I think this is just me speculating, but we even see. Things like this happening. Tesla drops as Goldman cuts price target and maintains buy. Maintains a buy for Tesla, but they cut price target. Um, amid Tesla stock plunge, Musk loses richest world's richest crown. I feel like there's a lot of negative uh, news pertaining to Tesla, which could be affecting this drive down. And I think there's a concerted, concerted effort by people who own Tesla stock, rich people, to sell Tesla stock to shit on Elon Musk because they're not happy with him. That's just my conspiracy. Yeah, I can see that. You know, um, I think that they're trying to hurt Elon Musk, obviously. You know, he's putting a lot of stuff out there about him. But yeah. I think overall, Tesla's itself is still a good company. And those who are pushing the green agenda um you know i I guess elon's kind of got them between a rock and hard place because if they shit on tesla then really what they're saying (laughs) is is our agenda is bigger than than our green agenda our personal agenda is bigger than this green agenda right so i think the tesla will still do fine yeah it's odd though elon musk tweeted the other day in response to i forget who somebody saying electric vehicles are trash or something and elon said no they do uh they do help combat climate change or that was what he was insinuating and it just uh, gives me a bad feeling about elon yeah i you know i'm not one that buys into the whole climate change thing and i'm not one that believes that electric cars are you know going to do anything to reduce carbon emissions if that's what we're looking for yeah, the you know, energy source uh, and batteries are just not sustainable. We were talking about it a little bit last night in the Q&A with Josh. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just one of those things where the gener- most of the time the, gener- gen- the electricity that's generated to fuel those cars is not coming from a green source as far as the climate activists are concerned. You know, um, they're coal- coming from coal-powered power plants and things of that nature. Um, you know, all of the mining that you use or the mining and the equipment that's used to mine the minerals that create the batteries is all, all done through G- diesel run equipment. So, you know, it's just a ploy. And that's how I look at it. It's a scam, just like the whole green energy concept is a scam. Yeah. You know? And that's just my little bit of doom and gloom for finance. I just find it odd. It is. Uh, We'll see how it evolves over time, though. I don't know. Maybe I don't see the whole picture, and there's a good reason he's doing it, or maybe it's just him for him to get rich, and he knows the playbook because he sits at that table with all these people who are climate freaks. I don't know. I don't know. 
We do have a, (laughs) speaking of climate, I'm going to jump ahead a story, though, if we're going to get into the news. Please. Did you hear that AOC has a climate change documentary? Yeah. That came out? I was reading about this yesterday. How funny. Yeah. AOC climate change documentary absolutely bombs at the box office, averaging only $80 per theater. Not $80,000, not $80 million, $80. Uh, For somebody with so many followers, it's a wonder how she didn't sell any damn tickets. Right, exactly. It says the movie was released in hundreds of theaters this weekend, and it absolutely bombed. How awkward. AOC Climate Change Documentary earns only $80 per theater, despite rave critic reviews. Um, The new film is called To the End. It was filmed over four years and follows young women. Mm-hmm. Cortez, activist Varshini Prakash, climate policy writer Rihanna Gunn-Wright, and political strategist Alexandra Rojas as they attempt to pass sweeping climate change legislation in Congress. The film currently boasts an 88% fresh critic score on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and does not yet have an audience score. I even guess that that number is going to be really low. Representative Ocasio-Cortez offers the best on-screen antidote to despair. She's funny, a canny political strategy by T.O. Bugby of the New York Times. To the end is said to ignite more Americans to take action. The documentary debuted on over 120 screens over the weekend, but garnered less than $10,000 across all theaters, coming in 33rd place for overall box office. But, like, the tiny percentage of people who watched it are probably super brainwashed. Can you imagine oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Those people? Oh, yeah. Get all them in a room and tell me it's not going to be a screeching I don't. You know, you wouldn't even need, like, a full-size gymnasium, I don't think, to hold all these people. <laughs> I think somewhere in here it said that there were about eight, <laughs> eight people per theater oh, my <laughs> gosh. this movie. And uh, so something funny. doesn't. Something tells me that this has nothing to do with the state of the economy. It's just it was that bad. People are not interested. I think that this really kind of just shows overall people how much people really buy into this climate change bullcrap. Yeah. Plus, like, if I'm going to the theater, I do not want to watch a fake documentary. Even if I thought it was real, I'd be like, let's watch something entertaining, not weird and stupid. Um, I checked my theater, and they didn't even show this <laughs> yeah I, I didn't I don't I don't I haven't gone to a movie in years I think the last time I took um, I went to the movie was six seven years ago I think I took my my son on the Christmas date yeah and you know Star Wars. that's a good one but uh, I uh, have been trying to watch movies and catch up on old classics and this stuff. So I'll go to the movies once in a while. I haven't gone in a while, but I went like maybe a month and a half ago and I was going and seeing all the movies for a while and it's okay. You know, if you go every month or every month and a half, you pretty much catch everything that's coming through. That's big and kind of like, I guess like popular, whatever, just to keep with the times, see what's going on, just waste some time, unplug completely and watch. But you can never really unplug completely when you take a red pill, right? So I'm watching these movies. Like I watched Avatar. Wait, Avatar? Did that come out recently? Or what's the movie that came out recently? There's a new Avatar, Avatar one that's coming out or has no, come out. What's that? Oh, Black Panther. Oh, yeah. That one did really well, but not as good as I expected, I don't think. And it, It's good. So I was told that if you were white, you couldn't go to it. Oh, yeah, I remember that article came out. They're like, this is for black people only, okay? But uh, I went there, and it was there was some stuff like that was racist towards white people in there, in my opinion. And I was just like kind of thrown aback, like, really? Okay, well, that's like, here's modern, I guess, modern culture and times, and they, they put political stuff in it. They also had a scene in the beginning where they associated CNN with real news, and I was like, okay, so there's a little brainwashing there. Like, they actually cut to Anderson Cooper in a clip from CNN covering news that was related to the movie, like in the movie. And just to kind of solidify, like, when things are happening around the world, CNN covers it, you know? And I'm just like, I can see these things as I'm watching the movie, and it kind of takes away from it. But I was always like that anyway. Um, just yeah. being aware that it's a movie and it's fake, and you think, oh, how do they do that? How do they do this? You know, kind of thing. And kind of, yeah, I break do, down that third wall myself every time. 
I, you know, I was trained how to do that from the time I was little. My dad would point stuff out. So it was just something I grew up learning how to do was to pick movies apart. And so yeah. for me, sometimes they're not enjoyable. Um, I just like the old school movies. You know, a couple weekends ago, my kid and I sat on the couch and it was nasty and crummy outside. And so we sat down and we watched the Back to the Future movies. Nice. You know? Classics. He had never seen those. And, you know, he, the other night we watched A Christmas Story. So some of the old classics and stuff, um, the stuff that I grew up on, um, I still enjoy. But as far as modern movies go, I'm really just not. All, I see the trailers for them on TV and the advertisements for them. And I'm just really not all that interested. They don't. It's not anything. It all just seems so filled with propaganda and bullshit to me that I'm not interested yeah. in watching it. You know what one was was pretty good? It wasn't that bad or woke or anything. It's just like a good fighting action movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Bullet Train. Hmm. That one I was not disappointed. It was pretty good. There, there's a new one coming out that Will Smith is in. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It kind of has to do with the slavery and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I keep looking at it and I'm like, you know, it kind of looks like it might be a good movie. But it's probably so filled with propaganda and racism that it'll probably just be terrible. And I can't, I just kind of can't bring myself to want to watch it. Yeah. You know? and because everything is about cancel culture these it days. It is. I was kind of getting to that point is that. I look at movies to go watch and it's like, oh, you know, I have a small theater in my town. They don't have a lot of movies that they pull in. But of course, you know, they pulled in that movie Bros, which did terrible in the box office, which is about a gay couple. And I don't know the rest of any of the story, but I'm like, I really don't want to go see that. And it was only in our theater for like two weeks and they pulled it because I don't think anybody was going to see it. I went to go okay. see another movie. I looked it up. What's this about? Another woke movie and then like a movie they'll pull from like um they pulled from a few years ago that's all about uh, it's all just recycled woke movies yeah. or a new the newest and greatest woke movie and so I, that's why i haven't gone in a while it's like all this stuff you're trying to show me is garbage yeah and that's what it is they're, they're using it as propaganda and so it defeats the purpose. It's like, I I don't need this. Yeah, some of it's not even if a little bit I want to watch a fun. movie. Exactly. If I'm going to watch a movie, I want it to be for entertainment. That's the only thing I need out of it is entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I like the Back to the Future movies, you know, or the Christmas Story. Or, you know, those cheesy 80 movies, 80s movies. And I just, um, I haven't seen anything that's come out in the last couple of years that's even tickled my interest. It's and it's all because it's all about division and chaos and propaganda, destruction and propaganda and brainwashing. And I'm just don't really care. Yeah. yeah. Like JTAC said, they're supposed to be an escape from reality and they're yeah. not. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking. So I just read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What well, I do. I guess we better get through some of the news. First, I want to thank everybody. Yeah. Reading is definitely a good option. Because I think there's a lot more I just selection. I the movie that's in my head as I'm reading. <laughs> right. Let's take a look at who's watching this morning. We have um, uh, Faking Cuts and Inner Geo, Thecray. Thank you guys for jumping in the chats and checking us out. Left Maryland, thank you for the $2. Trump announcement tomorrow? Yeah, apparently mm -hmm. Trump has an announcement tomorrow. We'll see what it is. I'm not holding my breath, but, you know, I really hope he comes out with something good, but... Uh, we'll see. Jenica, uh, Jenica donated ten ice cream and four lemons. Thank you, Jenica. Good to see you this morning, and uh, thank you, JTAC, for jumping in. And summer, yay! Good to see y'all. Good morning. We're gonna jump into a little bit of news. Maybe you guys could pick on, pick up something that you haven't heard this morning, as of yet. And Thecray the can. Cheers to you guys. Hang in there. Love you guys. Bye bye. The truth is loose. Heck yeah! Thank you so much for the can. I appreciate that very, very, very much. Have a great day, uh, Thecray. All right, so um, yeah, Trump Trump announcement tomorrow. No idea what it is. We'll see. That's all I have to say on that. I mean, what else could I say? Yeah, there isn't much. Um, I guess let's start from Detroit. Detroit yeah. is to remove Dr. Ben Carson's name from their local high school. This is obviously just a woke push at at getting rid of anybody 
their reasoning behind it is because he was part of the Trump administration. And so it's like having Trump attached to their school dressed in blackface is what they said. What? Not even joking. I'm like, you're talking about somebody who came from this area, grew up extremely poor. Dr. Ben Carson started his life out in the ghettos of Detroit and is somebody who through hard work and perseverance and studying and doing everything that he was supposed to do, even when the odds were stacked against him, has made himself very successful and become (laughs) somebody who these children really should be able to look up to. Yeah. And coming like an actual great black role model. Okay. And how come, explain this, you have all these liberals running around doing woman face all the time, but that's not offensive. I know, right? (laughs) Men putting on women's faces. Oh, I'm a woman. You know, that's offensive. I think that's offensive. Or they wear vagina hats, which is also (laughs) offensive. It's like, just because I have one doesn't mean I'm going to look at it, especially not on your head. Oh my gosh. People have lost their minds, especially in these woke schools. Oh, yeah, it's holy. terrible, you know. And, you know, Dr. Ben Carson ran for president. So he didn't make it through the primaries, you know, in 2016. Yeah. But he did. I actually voted for him in the primaries. Um, I I loved what he had to say. I thought he had some really great ideas. But when Trump came on the stage, it was kind of all over. You know, I was like, well, we really need. I knew how far our country was going down the drain. And I knew that we were going to need a really strong businessman not a politician and and not that i even think that ben carson was a politician he was more of an academic like i would look at him more as an academic and trump is a businessman um i think that if times were a little bit different i think ben carson would have been a phenomenal president i still think he has the ability to do that if he chooses to run again I probably would honestly vote for him because I think he's a great person. Hmm. But, um, you know, to do something like this and just it it further demeans. It's racist. Let's face it. Their culture. It is racist. And I think it's a shame. And I feel bad that they're even considering doing this. Wonderland is such a shithole. Tim Canova. Uh, you want to go over this one? Just kind of briefly, because I was going to ask, did, didn't Josh talk about this a little bit last night, I think? Not only did he talk about it last night, didn't he have uh, Tim Canova on? Josh? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he did. Sometimes I get busy helping with dinner, and so I don't catch I don't, the whole show. I don't know if it was Tim or someone else, but Josh did talk to them about this whole case. Uh, Tim Canova, Supreme Court considers case seeking to overturn 2020 presidential election. This is getting more eyes on it. Um, uh, People still don't know about it, though, and it's not set in stone. We're seeing the progress. People on the social red pill, including ourselves, are watching it every day to see where this goes. But this could be something that cracks the egg open with the 2020 presidential election. Yeah, the one thing that I saw in here that was that I thought was the most interesting is it talks about all the corruption in our government and it says Supreme Court justices may well see these approaching storm clouds and conclude that the court's intervention is necessary to prevent larger civil unrest resulting mm-hmm. from constitutional violations that are undermining public trust and confidence in the outcomes of both the 2020 and 22 elections. When criminals break the law, state and federal statutes, to rig an election, we are dependent on prosecutions by law enforcement agencies that have sadly become politicized and complicit. When they break the Constitution, the supreme law of the land, the final recourse may be the Supreme Court. So the one thing that that this lawsuit does, that the others I think that have been filed doesn't do, is it doesn't actually do... So this says, as the Brunson lawsuit argues, all of Congress was put on notice prior to its January 6th vote by no by more than 100 of its own members, detailing serious allegations of elections fraud, calling for a creation of an electoral commission to investigate the allegations. Mm-hmm. So they're not actually claiming in the lawsuit election fraud. 
they're claiming that it wasn't investigated right despite the security and the contention over it which and is so, which is required by our justice department when right. something is brought up to them they're right. obligated and to so, investigate and the fact that they ignored it you're absolutely right is the thing that they're focusing on and that i guess would be a stepping stone to other yeah. things yeah because they're not actually claiming the election was stolen it says merely that a large majority of congress by failing to investigate such serious allegations of election rigging and breaches of national security violated their oaths to protect and defend the constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic an oath also taken by Supreme Court justices and members of the U.S. military. So it could be very well that the Supreme Court understands the importance of this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And I think wording is, is a lot of times really important. Um, anytime anybody's thrown out lawsuit or the, that they've put the lawsuits in, they've alleged that the election was stolen. Yeah. And, and I think that that puts the Supreme Court in a position of it's not the Supreme Court's decision to decide elections. And I think that's a big right. reason why they haven't taken any of these cases is because if they if they hear that case and they rule on it, then it looks as if the Supreme Court is deciding elections. This case doesn't allege that at all. And so did they violate their oath of office by not investigating the claims that doesn't put the Supreme Court in the decision in the in the position of deciding an election? Yeah. And that's really where the importance of that lays. Yeah, this is a smart case, and I hope they go all the way. So we'll watch yeah. it. Yep. Genius. So I think that this could be bigger than a lot of people know. Um, hopefully it makes it to the Supreme Court and is heard, you know, sooner rather than later. It's going to, no matter what happens, if it may, if this makes it to the Supreme Court, you can expect civil unrest because of this. Maybe. I fully anticipate that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Yeah, we could. Sorry, I'm... Fucking up things. Oh, gosh, my goodness. I hate it when I forget to do things in the morning. Uh, All right. Do you you need to do something? I can take the next one. No, I don't. I don't. I'm good. Uh, Corrupt Georgia Secretary of State Raffensperger wants to destroy Georgia elections forever with ranked choice voting, which is just a terrible terrible way to vote as far as everything I understood. And it's so convoluted and ridiculous, isn't it? It really opens up to a lot of cheating because you basically rank rank your choices when you're voting. Um, you so you'd put a one next to the person you favor the most, and two. And if nobody gets the majority votes, then you vote again, and you just it keeps going until somebody gets more than fifty percent of the vote. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's unethical. It's it, illegal, and. People in Georgia need to stand up and say no. Honestly, this guy needs to be um, removed from office, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, that's ridiculous. And Ye said that there were over 100 legislators who filed petition to investigate the election, and everybody who didn't file is in the lawsuit. Yes. Wow. She's right. Wow. This could really clean the swamp in a big, big way, potentially. Yep. Wow. Um, what else do we have going on? Um, the judge sets the date and the next steps for Lake's challenge of election results. We've got, uh, they had the, uh, special hearing or whatever it was yesterday to decide mm-hmm. whether they were going to let that lawsuit go forward for Carrie Lake in the election. In right. Arizona. So her, uh, the suit was filed Friday. And um, Lake attended the hearing via video conference with her attorney, as did the legal counsel for the defendants, who did not appear to attend. Yeah. 
the timeline set for the case is for the defendants to file their motions to dismiss by noon local time Thursday with unified response due from all defendants by Saturday at noon. Replies are then due by 5 p.m. Sunday and oral arguments will begin on Monday morning. The arguments will last for two hours with each side having an hour to present their case. If the judge chooses not to dismiss the case after Monday's arguments, the trial will begin on December 21st and end on December 22nd, lasting from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. each day with the time divided equally between the plaintiff and defendants. During the hearing on Tuesday, the judge ruled to seal voter information presented in the case for public view, which is good, after legal counsel for the defendants claimed that personal information wasn't redacted. The plaintiff's legal counsel said that all personally identifiable information was redacted. So we'll see how this goes um, and see if it even makes it to the point of a hearing. Yeah, hopefully. And we should know, I mean, before Christmas, we're going to have an answer one way or another on this. I really don't expect that much to happen with this or it's unfortunately, you know, I hope it does. You think it'll get thrown out? I think it's going to get thrown out. Honestly, I, you know, the only way that it doesn't get thrown out is if this judge is somehow not corrupted in any way, shape or form. And at this point, I'm beginning to believe that there are very few judges in this country who are, are, you know, not corrupted. It appears that way, doesn't it? Um, This would be great if it goes through, but we're just gonna have to wait and see if they throw it out or not. And if they don't, fantastic. And if they do, I told you so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like pretty much i think at this point um, i don't think any of us have any any um faith in any of our elections anymore whatsoever i know i don't it's true um and i don't have any expectations when it comes yeah. to these lawsuits at least there are a lot not a lot but at least there's multiple in the fire so you know that increases the chances of things getting slipping by people are gonna have to get but. smarter though when it comes to their lawsuits just like with the brunson thing yeah. they gotta stop a ele- they gotta stop claiming that the election was stolen they need to start focusing on the irregularities and the need to investigate these ir- irregularities and come at it from a constitutional standpoint because that's a lot harder to dismiss than allegations of a stolen election yeah because no judge in this country is going to want to be the one that decides an election. That's just simply not how, and there's no constitutionality for them to decide an election. And that's really what we're asking them to do. We're asking them, the, asking the judge to look at the evidence and say, oh yeah, Carrie Lake won. He isn't going to do that. It's not his responsibility. It's up to the voters. What we need to focus on is the constitutionality of why wasn't this investigated let's we you know for a judge to say there needs to be there's enough irregularities that there needs to be an investigation by the state you know going forward yeah. and if the state determines that there's a need you know put it back on the state make the state do their job not for the judge himself or herself to decide an election that's a good point yeah i saw this clip this morning sent by some red pill family friends ted cruz absolutely killing it let's watch this quick minute minute and a half clip um i hope he's right this is kind of a little bit of hopium but we'll talk about it let's see what he's saying we had a majority we should be holding hearings and and issuing subpoenas because the democrats have majorities in the senate they don't want to issue subpoenas they don't want to have any oversight but the good news is Republicans won the House of Representatives on Election Day, which means in the House, and I'm working closely with the Republicans in the House, we need to have real and serious oversight examining this. We need to haul these people before Congress to testify under oath. And anyone who committed a crime should be prosecuted. You know, I do a podcast three days a week called Verdict with Ted Cruz. Today's podcast, I walk through this, these Elon Musks, uh, all of the inside documents from Twitter, one after the other after the other. And one of the things that's interesting, the fellow you just showed a minute ago, who was the head of safety, so supposedly <laughs> at Twitter, 
signed an affidavit that was submitted to the Federal Election Commission in which he flat out lied, in which he flat out said, nope, we weren't communicating with the Democrats. We weren't communicating with Biden. We did this on on our own because we thought it was hacked. Well, he was convinced that the actual evidence would never become public. He didn't count on Elon Musk buying Twitter and making it public. And I got to tell you, that fellow and everyone who lied under oath, they better be retaining lawyers because they're facing real civil and real criminal jeopardy right now. So, Yeah, we'll see what happens. Isn't that cool? I think that's cool. That made me happy today. Yeah. I um, It's exposing their BS. It is. But are they any of them going to be held accountable? That's, that's where question. I have serious doubts is you know we've we've watched these people get away with this for so long and Mm -hmm. nothing's been done nobody's been held accountable there's been no arrest there's been and they just continue to keep getting away with it no high profile arrests i would say virtually no arrests i think and as long as we've been following this you know with this corruption and stuff i've only known of less than a handful of people that have been arrested i went to trial and of those not even all of them were found guilty I mean, there's some people arrested arrested for voter fraud and things, just small fish and things like this. It's not enough. That I know, doesn't... but I'm just saying it's not literally nobody's being arrested. I think there's a little bit, but I think there's a huge problem with that, uh, with our justice system, for sure, because they let these criminals out, obviously, and most criminals aren't held responsible I I listened to a terrible phone call with the police department yesterday where this woman's boyfriend was trying to break into her house who just a week prior, he broke into her house and assaulted her, her ex-boyfriend, assaulted her the week prior, broke her phone so she couldn't have any of her contacts. The next weekend, she had a new phone, but she didn't have her neighbor's phone number. She didn't have any of her saved contacts, and he was trying to break into her house again, so she called 911. Seems like a pretty logical thing to do, right? Well, the so nine... she was told that they couldn't send anybody? Exactly. The 911 operator said, unfortunately, we don't have anybody to send over there. Do you have anybody else you could call? And she goes, no, I don't have anyone else I could call. I guess, you know, and I can't leave. He's blocking the door, and his car is blocking my car. Like, and she's like, well, I'm sorry. This is an unfortunate situation, but you're on your own. Good luck. Whoa. They don't so care. So sad. Defund the police. Yeah. They really screwed up a lot of communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the sad part about it is, is that the the chances of him killing her just went through the roof. Yeah, he knows that their town is not protected. Yeah. Yeah. So sad, man. We need to see some law and order. That's for damn sure. A yeah. lot. I agree. So, did you um, did you hear about the stuff that's going on in Brazil? Mm-hmm. There are apparently. I didn't same, hear about this. Sorry, go ahead. The same thing that happened here in the U.S. that's happening in Brazil: false flag offensurrection in Brazil. Several imposters are identified after they were caught on camera conducting acts of terror dressed as Bolsonaro supporters. So video has emerged showing presumed infiltrators among protesters in Brasilia Monday night when five buses and six cars were torched, for which Bolsonaro supporters were blamed. Conservatives don't touch car- porch cars, said businessman Otavio Facuri. Uh, following the brutal arrest of indigenous leader Jose Acacio Serrer Zavante by federal police in front of his wife and children Monday for the crime of protesting, Violence mm. broke out in the Brazilian capital with Bolsonaro protest supporters allegedly attempting to storm police headquarters and freeze Zavante. Um, the story goes on and talks about that. But um, apparently the Bolsonaro supporters are not standing for this at all. They're calling these people out and they're doing their research and they're saying, look, these are infiltrators. They are not supporters of Bolsonaro. And this is not us attacking anything or causing destruction. It's they're infiltrators. And they're calling these people out by name. And it's amazing to see 
um, it's amazing to see that they're actually pulling in the truth with this and people are not standing for for the thing. That um, is so vehicle. amazing. They are awake. Yeah. yeah. So the vehicle with the Brazilian flag was set on fire during the riots, which many consider evidence that the acts were not conducted by supporters of President Bolsonaro. The flag is always a strong and respected symbol in every conservative protest in Brazil. And then um, it says, economist and journalist Paulo Figueiredo wrote on Twitter, I am not convinced the ongoing chaos is being caused by Indians and much less patriots. Infiltrators have been seen at the center of this. It is a false flag, just like in the USA. This needs to be looked into. So they're flat out calling it just like it is, which is an insurrection, just like we had here in the United States. And everybody around the world, I think, knows yeah. exactly what happened here in the United States. Yeah. And because and, and all the false flags that go that are associated with it, just like January 6th, they're basically saying, look, you're you're perpetrating January 6th all over again down here. And during January 6th, there were some people who would look at others who were who had weapons and were attacking the Capitol and breaking windows and they were pulling them aside yeah. and being like excuse me what the hell do you think you're doing yeah you know they're infiltrators they were Antifa and these people that are in Brazil are basically you know Brazil's version of Antifa they call they're referring to them as Antifa like yeah and I think that you can assume safely assume that um George Soros probably has his hand in a lot of that you know, between George Soros and Klaus Schwab and all of these evil elites who are paying for this and running this coup on the whole world, you know. Um, so I hope that things eventually straighten themselves out. But it does say at the end of this article, there are more pictures of imposters involved in the violence. They've got a lot of pictures of it. It looks like the deep state, DOJ, and FBI are helping out in Brazil with protests now. And I would say that's probably not too far from the truth. I could totally see that being the reality. Holy mackerel. You know, it's crazy when you have a bunch of awake people or people that know what the heck's going on and know what they're there for, and then you have somebody committing violence in a peaceful protest those people have every right to pull them aside and say what the hell are you doing what what is this and i think that's kind of what's happening here huh that's pretty cool um i think more people are waking up to the false flag events that are causing some of this and, mm -hmm. and you know the they're not as easily able to pull the wool over people's eyes anymore as they used yeah. to be able to so the more that we keep calling it out and the more that we do the better our chances are that they're unsuccessful in their coup attempts. And I hope the best for Brazil. I hope they get their president. I hope that they don't have a long drawn out bloody civil war, mm -hmm. you know, that yeah. the right people do the right thing for that country and those people can remain free. And I say that while sitting here losing my own freedoms in the process of, you know, my country going down the toilet. <clears throat> I know the irony. But there needs to be somewhere in the world that people can go that can be a safe haven for freedom. And if Brazil is that place and the United States is no longer, then I say congratulations to the Brazilian people. Damn. We have more things going on overseas and across Asia. Yeah. Um, Yesterday, we covered a story that Patriot missiles were being sent to Ukraine by the from the U.S. This is some of the best defensive missiles that we have. Debatable on if they are the best, but they're sending them. And I think another country, I don't remember which. Oh, it's in my... It's, uh, we talked about it yesterday, but another country is sending Patriot missiles to Ukraine as well. And uh, we talked about it last night, and I said, um, "This is." I said that R Russia sees this as an act of aggression. They said this before with that with people sending weapons to Ukraine, and that they will attack. And that's what Russia said they're doing. And well, the Kremlin responds, and they vow 
The Kremlin vows to take out Patriot missiles if the U.S. sends them to Ukraine. This is huge. So if any Patriot missiles don't get destroyed and then they are used as a defense for Ukraine, Ukraine's going to start shooting down Russian bombers. Ukraine's going to start shooting down drones. Ukraine's going to start shooting down everything they can, um, assumably. assumably. And this is going to be a huge escalation towards, I guess, a nuclear war, possibly. You know, I don't know how I feel about the nuclear war, honestly. I think it's. What do you mean? Um, I think I don't think that they need to use nuclear capabilities. Like I think that Russia has the capability of retaliating without reverting to nuclear warheads. Um, I think a lot of it's a lot of bluster and blunder. I think they want to scare people, and I think that's why they throw that nuclear threat out there. Um, I could be wrong. I just think the percentage is really, it, sure. really low that they're going to use nukes. Um, honestly, I'd like to think that the world learned its lesson during World War II when the United States nuked Japan. You know, and we saw the fallout from that and the catastrophe and um, those those bombs are kind of different than a lot of the nuclear arms that Russia has today, though. They have they have right. small nukes that are, well, the, you know, they might just use one nuke to destroy one small target. Right. But you're talking about the nuclear radiation. Yeah. And it, it's not going to just stay in one area. It's going to spread. There's going to be more people affected than just the area that's hit. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I don't see, I don't see Russia doing that because if they do, the world is going to retaliate with nuclear bombs. That's yeah. just the bottom line. And I don't think that Russia wants to suffer a nuclear attack any more than anybody else does. And so are they go really going to risk sending a nuke to a country that could potentially nuke them back? It doesn't make any sense in my head. I, I don't see it happening. I think that there's other ways they can retaliate. I'm not going to say that they don't have the potential to bomb us. I just don't think they're going to use nukes to do it. Hmm, maybe. But it's definitely an escalation, and it's definitely not safe. <laughs> yeah. it's. I think this is huge. Yeah. Uh, especially going into winter. I guess that's probably why they want them so badly is going into winter. But anyway, what well, else? They did Sorry. say that it was going to take months for them to train the Ukrainians on this and that that was most likely going to happen in Germany. Okay. And, and I will just say, I'm not a war expert. I don't know anything about oh, military movements or anything like that. So me either. I'm, I'm totally just, guessing. I'm going off I have of, no idea. Yeah, I'm totally guessing. I'm going off of the assumption. I'm going off of what my common sense my common sense tells me. Um, yeah, I think... Whatever it's worth. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on anything. Yeah, and I'll say this, like, on the nuclear thing, I I think you're right, but I still think we're, you know, closer to nuclear war than we were two years ago, like, for instance. Um, and even if it doesn't come from Russia, I'm saying hypothetically, I'm not saying... This will or won't happen, but uh, it, there could be a nuclear false flag that kicks off a larger nuclear war. I think the risk is there, and I don't know how big it is, but um, I do think it is there. You know, yeah, plus with the attacking of the nuclear power plants, too, that could be a disaster. But, yep. So it's let's hope things don't escalate. I don't know how yeah. they're going to come to a resolve, but... Yeah, they have a huge problem on their hands over there. Well, the and world we do has here a, too. <laughs> yeah, globally, it's everybody's problem at this point. But we should keep throwing money at it because maybe that'll fix it. Oh, I can send some buttons. <laughs> right. But I don't have anyway. Any, I don't have any swastika buttons that they like out there in Ukraine, but I could send some normal round buttons. There you go. Just paint some little swastikas on them. <laughs> Get your, get your paintbrush out. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. But, um, 
moving on, we have a little bit of health news, and then I think that that's pretty much it. Um, the FDA is at it again, targeting homeopathy. It's uh, time for everybody that's, you know, stand up and tell them, stay out of alternative medicines. They, they don't want anything that's natural. They want nothing but um, pharmaceuticals. And so they're attack they're gonna attack and say that there's no proof and that the science, you know, says this is bull crap and they're all of this stuff. When all of these things it, it basically is using what nature gives us, right? To yeah. heal our body. And you know, how um, natives survived for thousands of years. <laughs> right. People have survived for thousands of years without all of this stuff you know, all these pharmaceuticals and, and we did just fine with what nature gave us. And um, some of the pharmaceuticals they have came from these original homeopathy ideas and plants. Yep. So it's totally... But now they're all chemicals and most of it is designed to actually cause further damage yeah. and kill you. Um, that's just kind of the way that it works and stuff. You know, there are blood pressure medications out there that actually kill your heart yeah that um weaken your blood vessels and it's like well isn't your medication supposed to help you with your blood pressure no it's a chemical that destroys your body that's just the bottom line you know are there things in nature that can help control blood pressure yes there are um you have to know what they are and so basically what this does is it allows the FDA to take all of those homeopathic remedies off of the shelves in grocery stores and pharmacies and, you know, your CVS places and Walgreens and all of those because they don't want them sold. So, you know, if we don't fight back, then at some point you're not going to be able to find all of this stuff. So my suggestion is, and it's what I've done, is start buying books on different plants and the the things that they do. I have the Encyclopedia of Herbal Medicine. Nice. And it's it's a thick book, you know, and it goes over what plants help with what conditions and stuff like that. And, um, you know, start learning this stuff on your own. Because they might be able to take away these medications. They may be able to stop people from selling it in the stores, but they can't take away your knowledge. So don't let them. Yeah, yeah. this is this just goes to show you the level of corruption we're dealing with, man. It's so yeah. sick. The FDA needs to go away, plain and simple. I've been saying this for years and years and years and years. I have asked people, I'm like, why... It's the same agency that regulates our food attached to the agency or combined with the agency that regulates drug usage, pharmaceutical drug usage. Oh, yeah. you want to know why? Because they need the one to, to need the other. They use our food to make us sick, so we'll take the pharmaceuticals they want to sell. That's really what it boils down to. Absolutely. It's sick, man. <laughs> It's disgusting. I it makes me so mad. I I've said forever we need to split the FDA apart, and people just look at me like I'm crazy. Yep, this makes me want to just you know go pick a leaf, and use it. Yep. Oh, this next story is heartbreaking. I've been following this um, New Zealand yeah. story. Uh, a family didn't want to have its baby put in a hospital because or something like this they didn't want their baby to be treated with unvaccinated blood right so the baby needed heart surgery mm -hmm. and the family requested that apparently he needed a blood transfusion prior to the surgery and so the family requested that they use unvaccinated blood on their infant and actually had people lined up willing to donate unvaccinated blood to this infant for his mm -hmm. surgery. And they fought, they fought the country or the state actually kidnapped the baby 
and gave it to the hospital to do the surgery anyway against the parents' wishes of using the unvaccinated blood. And so this baby was given vaccinated blood and the surgery was performed. He's so far healing well, but now of course has massive amounts of spike proteins running through his little body. And the thing about it is the surgeon that performed the surgery could have done exactly what the parents wanted them to do. It would have been no problem for them to honor the parents' wishes and they chose not to. Yeah. It wasn't even an inconvenience or anything. It's totally politically driven. It was 100% completely politically driven. And um, it, so wouldn't t- it, it wouldn't have put any, any extra burden on anybody. And even if it would, they're like, hey, you know... Um, we could pay for so, we could pay for the <laughs> but, you know drawing the, the blood whatever yeah the scary part about this is that this child was removed from his parents care yeah. and surgery was performed against their wishes well the mm-hmm. parents wanted the surgery but the yeah. way it was performed was against their wishes basically they're saying and it was the hospital who delayed the surgery to begin with because they're basically their premise was we have to take this child away from you because you're not performing the life-saving surgery that yeah. this child needs. You're endangering your child by not doing you're endangering, surgery right Even away. though it was the hospital who was like, no, we're not going to honor your wishes. We're not going to perform the surgery because they're like, well, the vaccinated blood is just as good as unvaccinated blood. Bullshit. These parents had no choice in the care of their child. And mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, we're going to start seeing more and more of this in this, um, that who, that who treaty yeah. that, you know, Joe Biden signed that's unconstitutional. That's what, you yeah. know, that's what leads to this. Absolute tyranny, so medical sick, tyranny. <clears throat> Yeah, there's still weirdos out there that are preaching that this vaccine's good and, oh, it's time to jab the kids now, too. This is crazy, man. I can't stand it. Sick. But that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, That story is absolutely heartbreaking. It's been going on for a couple weeks now. I can't believe they've done that. And I hope they sue the shit out of them. And I hope the baby ends up being okay. I don't think that they have. I don't think they have any legal recourse to the state is the one that decided to take the child. Now, if the child dies, which nobody wishes for, I certainly hope the child doesn't die. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say how that has affected that child. And then, you know, 10 years down the road. The problem is, is even if the child does die, it's likely that they're going to say that it it was the child died as a result of not having the surgery done when it should have been done. Yeah, they'll fight it. It's causing not... further damage. So Such a this is a screwed situation, you know, six ways from Monday. Oh, yeah. That is so terrible, man. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Morning Coffee. Hope you enjoyed the coverage of some of the news and events going on that we plucked from the interwebs and that we're following here. Uh, tonight, we'll be live again with Joshua Reed at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we did get a new follower today. It looks like... Uh, Teletabby Poe, thank you for following. And thank you, everybody, for your continuous support and your donations and your Battle of the Streams contributions and all that. We appreciate it very much. Jenica left Maryland. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, Trump tomorrow. We'll see what he says. And we'll uh, let you all know as soon as it comes out. And I hope we are pleasantly surprised with what he comes out with. Uh, Andrea, thank you so much for joining me and going through all this and helping understand what the hell is going on in this world. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, What else do we got? I think that's that's it and that's that, you all. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow morning and we'll keep on with this. It'll be Thursday. And then it'll be a wonderful weekend. I'm excited for that. 
I think we do have, by the way, the another episode of Earth Chronicles today with Joshua Reed and David Whitehead, DW, DW Truth Warrior. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, Earth Chronicles. I don't know when it's going to be, y'all. I'm sorry. Probably noon uh, Pacific time. I think it's or- noon... Is it noon Pacific or noon Mountain? I can't. I remember. think it's noon Mountain. Sometime midday, noon Mountain last week. So just stay tuned. If you could follow um, uh, David Whitehead on Social Red Pill, and I mean on um, Twitter, and he'll post it. And if I see it as it's breaking, I'll post it on uh, the Social Red Pill. Yay said 3 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you, Yay. So uh, the Social Red Pill, by the way, is our private social network. You can join at no cost if you go to www.socialredpill.com and keep up with everything we're doing and you can share things it's a nice little social network so we'd love to see you there anyway that's it everybody take care god bless and godspeed i guess